It's happening again. Welcome to Work Cookie, a CBOT podcast. As we broadcast around the world, get bite-sized morsels and tidbits from our industrial organizational psychologists, other experts, and the latest research on the workplace to boost your organization's effectiveness. Sign up now at seabock.com. That's S-E-B-O-C.com to engage with our community, gain a sense of belonging, access our other media, and get rapid advice from our experts. Don't forget to check out our corporate career boost recruiter, and even student memberships at cbock.com. This is Dr. Jeremy Lokobaugh. Today we're going to talk about training and workshop tactics. With the current environment that we're in, with people doing Zoom meeting after Zoom meeting, uh, Ring Central is now getting into the mix, and with Skype, people are having some difficulties getting used to the, t- the technology. This is not about the technology more. This is how to make uh, how to give the person on the other end of your screen a an experience rather than a transaction. We've all sit, sat in those god-awful meetings, right, in our corporate experience where we have meetings about meetings and they you come out drained. Well, how can you create a, a, a Zoom training or even cre- record your own online training and how can you make that an actual experience rather than simply a transaction. So what we're talking about, we're talking about tactics here that you can use for training and workshops that actually turn learning into behavior change, right? That's what training's for, that's what workshops are for. You talk about concepts, but when it's all said and done, if you wanna put your training dollars to work, you have to have behavior uh, behavior change. And if you're, you're listening to this, you probably know that there's plenty of research that indicates you're looking at about 45 to 80% of training dollars and resource are completely wasted. And that's quite a bit, considering there's practical things that can be done to make training work and make an impact and behavior change that actually lasts. So we're gonna talk about some things that you can do to give your employees the kind of training and experience they want and that they expect. You know, my biggest thing is this concept called training transfer, right? You take a training, a lot of times you leave, and you either say, that ah, was good, it was bad, let's get some pizza. Or, eh, it's kind of like watching a movie, it was entertaining, but I'm not going to really get anything out of it. And a lot, we've all experienced this. How many times have you gone to a seminar, uh, a, a training, a workshop, and could you right now write down or t- tell, tell somebody everything that you learned and how it actually changed the way you look at things and how it changed your actual behaviors and habits? If you can, that's great. We can all pick maybe a, one or two, but for the time and money that companies invest and employees in doing this and the time that we invest even as individuals taking training, uh, it, it's unbelievable. So think about this. Employees see training not only as a benefit, but also as a, as a right. Uh, their experience though, it's lackluster. They have a moderate increase in skill at best and, and at worst, it's, it's like I said, it's a totally forgotten experience almost. But what does this mean? Oftentimes it means that somebody in the company was able to check a box, done. Wasted time and resources, but done. From the employee standpoint, it was a bearable, but the best part of the training was conclude this training, you guys can leave now. And from the instructor standpoint, I mean, talk about how much more difficult this is on a Zoom meeting. They might say, geez, that was a bit of a struggle. I couldn't get them to talk. Nobody would volunteer when I asked for one. And most of my questions and some of my attempts at humor fell flat. You know, thank, thank goodness for that one person 
who kept me from totally being left hanging. So here's a question. When's the last time you had a, a Zoom meeting where people feel felt energized? When's the last time you had an in-person training where people left raving? Like they found that golden knowledge nugget and they were excited to brag to others. I can't wait to practice. This is fantastic. This is going to make a huge difference. So we know that there's a huge difference between teaching and training a technical skill, like properly stocking a bar or how to properly check guests into your your system at, at a hotel versus the more conceptual skills like leadership, communication. But no matter what the training, there's these tactics that, I don't, that we're going to talk about that can really make a difference. <clears throat> so there's two important questions to consider before moving forward. You know, how do you want, you know, and you can ask, this is a good question to ask before meetings too, but how do you want the, the individuals in your audience, the employees in your audience to feel beginning, during, and at the end of your training or work? What do you want them to be thinking about on their commute home at the end of the day? Or, you know, we're April 3rd, 2020 right now, so nobody's but when things get back to normal, at the end of their day, at their commute, or when they log off of your Zoom or your Ring Central or your Skype or whatever you're using for your distance education, and what do you want them to be thinking? So first, and this is, I think, more applicable in your in-person trainings, but it can be just as awkward. Skip the awkward introduction. Skip the awkward introduction. The biggest part of, of running a training, of running a workshop, having people in the room, you have to be the master of the energy. I mean, think of it as you're an airplane and you're flying over mountains and valleys and in water and the sea, and you're just managing that energy. You're going up and down. You're pulling the energy in the room up and down. If you can't manage the energy in the room and understand when it's lagging and what to do when it's lagging, you're going to feel like crap at the end and other people are going to feel awkward for you at the end of that training. So this is important. So you don't want to start out uh, on a low, on a, on a low energy. Try something like, you know, if you're in a group, you can try something that's called a team resume. You can just have a piece of paper, uh, get people into small groups of four, three, four, five, and they can list their cumulative experience at, at work years or their cumulative work years at the, at the company. Uh, what do they listen to on the way to work? How can you individualize them? What are their favorite hobbies? And you just have, you know, someone in that group of three, four, or five, just simply read off a piece of paper. Hey, by the way, in our group of five, here are our interests. Here's what we like to do. Uh, here's what we learned about each other. All together, we have, you know, 170 years of work experience, and we all have. 45 years of work experience at the wow does anyone really think about that think of how much side note think of how much talent is wasted how much how, how much experience talent knowledge skills abilities are wasted because managers don't realize all the cumulative years that these bring to them you know you have a team of five and you've got 45 years at, uh, at that company wow that's a lot 170 years, well, maybe that's a stretch, but 100, 100 plus years of experience all together in the workplace, that's that's outstanding. And that's a lot to be pulled from. But again, we won't get into micromanaging here. Let's move on. So team resume can be effective. Another effective way to start a training, start even with a Zoom, Zoom meeting. Again, this is more effective and we're all getting our feet wet more with the, the video trainings and the video technology. And I think we're really, we're, we're all doing a good job. Uh, again, best in a physical location. In physical location, 
the the number one suggestion that I would provide, and I have done this in uh, with hundreds of people courses, hundreds of people in workshops, uh, multiple, 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 multiple. I'm at the front of the room. Everyone's expecting me to start as a facilitator for a workshop normally starts, talk about themselves, talk about what to expect in the training, and on and on. I simply say, talk amongst yourself for five minutes. And I walk out of the room. What? Yes. I say, talk amongst yourselves, and I walk out of the room. Every single time, by the time I get out of the room, the room has erupted in chatter. There's energy. People are talking to each other. People are making connections. It is the most powerful thing. Now, I know there's a lot of people out there that need structure in order to facilitate. You might have a course and you might plan for that course for four months, five months, and then run the course, PowerPoint slide by PowerPoint slide. There's nothing wrong with that. Everyone has their own style, believe me. There are people out there that could talk on a subject that they know very little about, get up in front of the room and make it happen with five minutes notice. Some people are planners and follow through with the plan. Some people don't like a plan and other people will make a plan, but they will not follow through with the plan, right? So it depends on your style, whatever you're more comfortable with. I'm gonna give some ideas that people of all styles can use. So my next, my next suggestion here, make index cards your best friend dead serious now again does this apply for 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 distance videos zoom uh ring central of course make index cards your best friends uh if it's obviously distance people can just write on a piece of paper in the beginning of, of a session give you know if you're in person give each person hand out each person gets three index cards tell them not to put their name on it uh the default should be anonymous you know they can you know more accurate feedback when anonymous, but they can put their names take Temperature checks. Use the, 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 the cards to take temperature checks. At the beginning, it, people love to feel heard. People love to feel understand. People love to feel if they're in training, that they're a part of the training. And they have something to do with the training. And that it's just not going to be the instructor up there talking the entire time. Temperature check on a scale of 1 to 10. So beginning of a session, even before the introductions if you want. Hey, on one of your index cards, right? On a scale of one to 10, how much you were looking forward to come this training, being involved in this on this Zoom call. And then on the back, right? One thing you hope to get out of our time together. That's it. People get a chance to feel heard and understood. They pass their cards forward. If it's on a Zoom call, of course, you can throw out anonymity uh, if they're gonna share, but just have them type just to the presenter. Make sure they hit is going to the presenter only and they can just write a number, but they're not gonna be anonymous to you, the presenter, but that's okay. You'll have a, a stack of, depending on how many people are in your workshop, you know, 12 to 30 cards, you now have an idea of what they are all looking to get out of the training. And also an average, a quick average, you can read through those cards quick on a scale of one to 10, how much they're looking forward. Now you're starting to be able to know the terrain, fly and manage the energy in that room. Another reason, another way to use index cards is you ask your audience to write down answers to, to open-ended questions. This is, you know, I, I've seen, I, I, I have seen, uh, you know, people that have facilitated for years and years. I have seen them struggle, you know, come on guys, nobody's going to participate. Uh, how awkward, right? One way to get, you get people's minds going, 
ask a, ask a question, an open-ended question, open-ended meaning not a yes or no question, uh, hopefully ask a, a how question or a why, or I'm sorry, not a why question, ask a how question or a what question because then they start to think logistically about it. and have them write down on their index card and then they can pass it up and then you can ask the question out loud. You're going to get participation because people have had time to formulate a thought. Every people in that room are going to be scared. They're going to not. They're they're going to be fearful of. Am I going to look stupid? Is this a dumb question? But by that time, they've had a chance to really think it out and come uh, come up with something to say that will, in their mind, sound half intelligent, and they'll feel more comfortable. So again, index cards. Have the audience suggest provide scenarios that they would like to discuss. You know, are you doing a, a training? Are you doing a mandatory training on IT security? All right. Well, these mandatory compliance trainings are the ones that, you know, distance wise, you put it on a second computer spring, computer screen, you, you eat your salad and spaghetti with the video off and you listen and, you know, you have the news or a podcast on your phone, right? So you're not really paying attention. How can you engage? Ask them, you know, what, you know, what's a, a, an IT scenario that you would like to discuss? You know, and say, hey, you can even make it home related. What's something you've experienced at your home? One of the big missteps I think that organizations make is, you know, incorporate. Here's my philosophy. When people share in, in, in a corporate workshop, small business workshop, work-related workshop that I'm facilitating, I will say, look, if you have a home scenario, personal scenario, uh, it's all anonymous on the cards anyway, write, you know, write it down. The concepts that we are going to discuss you know, especially for the soft skills, the communication, the leadership skills, you're going to practice the new skills wherever it means the most to you. And then it's going to eventually change your behavior, your being, and eventually fall into the workplace. So if you can get help for a scenario at home, even if it's, you know, IT related or leadership related or parenting related, courageous communication related, believe me, you're doing your, your employees a benefit by talking about those scenarios, especially the easy the easier ones. And by easy, I mean people are writing them anonymous so you can discuss those as a group. Nobody's going to know who it is. You tell them ahead of time you're going to discuss them. People feel like they're being attended to. They feel heard. They understood. They feel like they're actually getting their problem solved. And guess what? People don't fall asleep when you're talking about their scenario or when you're talking about a scenario that people in, in that room know that is the scenario of someone else. So next, I know uh, this is this this could be this could be a little tough. It could be a little tough. Keep PowerPoints a minimum. A minimum. Remember, your focus is on your employee's experience. Your focus is not on telling everyone what you know. We all know. Look at the data. Lecture, there's plenty of data out there. Lecture, what is it? Uh, people remember the information in the lecture, what 10% of it? 10% lecture, which is scary because medical students, what do they attend? Lectures, 10%. When you incorporate a two-way discussion, it jumps to say, I think it's like 30%. When you start to get the adult learning experience, when you start to get you know adult learning theory involved where people get to talk about their own scenarios, problem solve in small groups, have uh, their own expert opinion and expert advice, the, the learning jacks up to around 90% of remembered and applied. So you can use your PowerPoints, especially if you are more process-oriented, plan-following, 
person, if that's your style, keep them to a minimum. It doesn't say wipe them out. Keep them to a minimum. You can keep them to a minimum in a lot of ways. One is simply have a PowerPoint slide and just write three or maybe three words, one, two, three, four words, one slide that acts as a guide for you. That impactful couple words. Uh, don't run through 30, 40 slides. If you're uh, clicking away uh, and, oh, I shouldn't even, ah, don't like to say this. Don't read the slides. Many <laughs> people know not to do it. People do it. People get anxious. People don't like talking in front of a group. Don't read the slides. Don't read anything. You are the subject matter expert. You know this uh, like the back of your hand. Don't don't read the slide. People can read. Don't read the slide. It is boring by all. So think of it. Just think about it in this way. Would you want to sit through your own presentation? Wow. You know, it's that, you know, hey, would you if you could clone yourself and your boss loan to be your boss? How scary is that for some? Woo! How would you feel if you were sitting in? Would you be excited with the energy level rise? Keep PowerPoints to a minimum. If you, if, if you want any more on that, contact me. We'll, we'll talk about how to make Constantly check the energy in the room. When the energy dips, give a break. Break, 10-minute break. 5-minute, 10-minute break. You should be doing this at least every 30 minutes. I know a lot of you are going to say, well, I only have a, an hour to get, give them Give them a 5-minute break. Give them at least a 2-minute break. Believe me, you'll make up for it for that time with the energy that comes back in the room. Uh, break them into a paired or group discussion. If you feel the energy dipping and you feel like you're losing it and you're starting to feel anxious, break them up into small groups, ask a question, or have them debate. One really fun thing is, all right, here's a scenario. You take this side, you know, break them into a group of four. All right, you two take this side, you two take this side. Debate, go. And just don't say another word, just let them have at it. And then, have them switch sides. So now they have to switch and take the opposite side. This is a good way to get critical thinking and problem solving going on. And it doesn't hurt uh, it, it doesn't hurt the energy in the room. It helps it and it gives them an, the experience that they are. You can tell a story if the energy starts to dip, tell a story, a real good one to cap you know captivate and, and catch their attention. You know, make it very descriptive. Pretend that you're you're reading a book. You know, uh, the other thing to note here are discussion. If they're in a small group, move them from four to a group of eight, right? What you're doing here is you're helping people feel like they are the, the experts. So you have a group of four and they discuss. Now they're starting to feel like the experts. When you now say your job is to, to talk and discuss and to teach what, you, what you've come up with to another quad, People learn best when they are teaching, right? Uh, Three-person teaching, I believe, is what it's called. You, I tell people in all my workshops, don't you know? Don't don't stand and, and, and sit in this room with the purpose of absorbing information and learning. Be in this room with the purpose of understanding the concepts, the skills, the materials in a way that you can leave here and teach someone right away. It helps people to encode things differently. So. Move from small groups to large groups, uh, and even the entire room on the same topic, if that might help. When there is awkward silence, yes, some of you have heard me say it and do it before, the six-second rule. Get comfortable with awkward silence. If somebody is brave enough to speak up, give the six-second rule. If they have a point and they make it, sit there awkwardly. Not for you, but it'll be awkward for them. Six 
seconds. So someone comes up and says, um, yeah, I agree with, you know, I, I agree with what Sarah said. And I also think that we should be doing more for uh, the employees who don't have adequate transportation. And, and we should also see how that works. Six seconds. And that was probably four. <laughs> Six seconds is a long, awkward silence. But it gives someone to uh, the opportunity to fully complete their thought so that they're not going back and saying, oh, I wish I should have added that. I wish I should have said that. Plus, it allows you as the facilitator to keep quiet for right? We get tired of hearing our own voices and other people get tired of hearing our People like to feel heard and understood. Give added silence between responding for a second. Practice the six second rule. Get comfortable with silence. Tell people. You see, with all these techniques and tactics, you can tell people. I tell people all the time about the six second rule before we start a workshop. So they know I'm going to do the six second rule and it becomes fun because I have, I have not, I've never done the six second rule. Not a single time when it hasn't worked. When someone, maybe it's not the person who was talking, but someone else in the room chimes in and starts talking because people can't stand that silence. I once had, true story, I, w- I was in a room of managers and I was facilitating a workshop on courageous communication. And I told him about the six second rule. We practice this as the six second rule. And I, 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 someone said something. And I just sat there. One, one of the people in the room knew what I was doing. On their hand, they counted on their fingers. They showed one, two, three, four, five. And by the time he got to five, someone else spoke up and said, yeah, but does the six second rule really work? And everybody just busted out laughing because the six second work on that person who couldn't wait to six seconds could only get to five to see if the six second rule worked. So it, it's fun, uh, it, it creates some energy in the room. Try it, see what happens. I mentioned about telling stories. Again, I just wanna go back to that quick. Be as elaborate uh, as you can, as descriptive as you can. Get people to think and see the movie that in your head, that descriptive. Colors, shapes, sounds, smells. When you tell stories, captivate the mind. At the end or beginning, you know, this is one more thing. At the end or beginning of a session, so if you have a two-day session, you know, always do it at the beginning of the next session. Remember this, recall is more effective than reviewing. So you won't go over the material. That the a very effective thing to do, and this is perfect for Zooms, for, for, for webinars, for live events. Say, I'm gonna turn my mic off for five minutes, or I'm gonna leave the room if it's in person for five minutes. Everyone, if you would, get out a piece of paper and write down as much as you can remember as if you were taking notes for a friend who couldn't make it to this workshop. Go. People will write. Their thoughts come to them. When's the last time many people had the time for five minutes to sit down and write? They will start to recall everything that was learned within that workshop, within that training, within that meeting, and they will be putting it into terms that can help someone else, meaning they're now the expert, they are now the teacher, they are now helping someone else. So they have that sense of confidence. I have had, I can't, the max was a half hour. I kept coming back into a room, people said, we need more, our hands hurt, we haven't done this since college, but we need more time. It was 30 minutes once, I kept coming in and out of the room and I finally said, all right, we're we're done. People had pages, and then I did a temperature check on an index card after that 
where they could anonymously write on a scale of one to ten, how much did you? The average that they liked the activity on a scale of one to ten was eight point six. Did the math? Eight point six. They loved doing it. They didn't like the writing so much, but they loved that they that they did it. Right? You know how many people write for a half hour straight? Their hands hurt naturally. Uh, we've gotten far past that in society. That is okay. It gives people a chance to to get their thoughts down. This works really good at the end of sessions and also the beginning of day session. Next, get people to solve your problem. Get your money's worth, right? You pay a salary. You've got out of a group of five, 100 plus years of experience in the workplace and you know 30 years of experience at, at your company. So divide them into small pairs or groups. Give them a, a scenario, pretty close to a scenario maybe that you're having, some of the department's having, you know, hypothetical if you want, the company's having, and let them to work together and critically think. You would be surprised at what people up with. You'd be absolutely about how they feel good, they like to, they they'll enjoy the the camaraderie, the problem solving, and you'll get some real solution, real solutions out of it. That's it. So we went over some workshop and training tactics to turn learning into actual behavior in the workplace to keep trainings and workshops, whether they're in person or whether on a video call or a webinar, that keep the energy level up, keep it from being just a transaction and make it an employee experience, keep it from being, eh, that was a good training or eh, that wasn't that good. Let's go get something to eat. It helps turn learning into behavior change. It's an experience that people find meaningful and that they value and you feel good when it's all over. Thanks for listening to this episode of Work Cookie, a Seabock podcast. Don't forget to sign up at seabock.com. That's S-E-B-O-C.com to engage with our community, gain a sense of belonging, access our other media, and get rapid advice from experts. Would it be a bad idea to make your most challenging workplace problems go away? Don't forget to check out our corporate, career boost, recruiter, and even student memberships at seabock.com. <laughs>